Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cutting Chai Stories. I'm your host, Jayati Bora, and in this podcast, I bring you writing that's short and sometimes sweet, just like the half servings of milky tea we call Cutting Chai back home in India. So the other day, I was taking my puppy for a walk, and I noticed these decals on the side of a parking meter. They were of red and white polka-dotted toadstools, the kind you see in children's storybooks. And instantly, the thought that came into my head was magic mushrooms. I wondered how many people noticed those little stickers, or if they saw them, they got the image stuck in their heads like I did. And then I realized they weren't meant for everyone to notice. They were meant for me. Bear with me here. I went on this free association in my mind and what came up for me was this. Everything we say and write has different codes that are only meant for some people to get. You may think you're writing for everyone. You may even want to write for everyone. But what you actually write will be weeding people out left, right and center. You won't mean to do it, but you will. What does this mean? Why should you care? Well, it's how you find your audience, your tribe. Let's look at some concrete examples. So, I love the magic realism literary genre. It's a kind of writing that you find in a lot of Latin American authors. It depicts the real world, but one in which there are elements of magic and fantasy throughout, and these are accepted as normal. Some famous authors who write in this style are Gabriel Garcia Marquez, Salman Rushdie, Isabel Allende, there are many more. First, the genre itself puts off some people. It just doesn't appeal to them. Maybe sci-fi is more their thing, maybe they prefer biographies. But even within the genre, a particular author's voice attracts a certain audience. So even though I love magic realism in general, I love the work of Marquez and Allende, I have never been able to make it through a Rashi novel. I just don't connect with the writing, I don't know why. And I love the strange and fantastical things that happen within Marquez's novels or Allende's. And within the construct of the world they have created, it makes total sense. In Garcia's most famous work, 100 Years of Solitude, a child born of incest has the tail of a pig and ends up being devoured by ants. In Of Love and Other Demons, after a woman's death, her hair magically grows back, her hair which had been cut. This kind of thing is par for the course with magic realism. And it attracts some people and it repels others. So what you're going to say, right? Everyone has different likes and dislikes. No one likes every genre. So what? Why am I talking about this? Why am I devoting a podcast episode to this very obvious fact? Well, if in our likes and our dislikes, this is something obvious, right? Why I like mango or I don't like watermelon, then why does it become such a big deal when we are writing for our business? Why do we try to write for everyone when we know it's impossible that everyone will like what we write. Instead, I propose that we should all get our freak on. Rather than shrinking the parts of us that are different, rather than blending in with all the beige, why not highlight the parts of us that are weird, that stand out? Why not make decals of the magic mushroom parts of ourselves so that they can do the work for us of attracting our perfect audience? I mean, think about it. It would be exhausting to have to weed out your 5 or 20 or even 100 ideal clients from a potential list of thousands. Why not have your words and the codes in your words that you don't even know you are putting there? Why don't you let them do all that heavy lifting? 
So then instead of attracting thousands of people who aren't really interested in you, it'll weed out all those people. It'll only catch the eye of people who are the right fit for your business. Why not do that? So here's what I mean, right? I recently discovered a business coach called Lorna Gabriel. She has videos on YouTube. And when I was introduced to one of them last week, I sort of fell into a dark hole and kept watching them until I realized that the sun was setting and I was still sitting in the same spot. Now, she's not for everyone. Okay, I'll say that flat out. She's kind of kooky. She always appears with, you know, this rich makeup. She swears a lot. She wears this statement jewelry. Sometimes she wears this kind of a cowboy hat. She's interested in outfits. You couldn't possibly mistake her for anyone else. And she talks about goals. She talks about light and dark and shadows and demons. And if you thought that she was a magic realism author, well, that would be an understandable guess, right? She, the way that she talks makes it seem like all these things are normal, right? Your, your eyebrows might go up when you hear the word demons, but she talks about them as though they're completely normal in her world, right? And she's a business coach who made a million dollars in her first 10 months of running her own business. So clearly, what she's doing is working and how she's speaking is attracting the right kind of clients. This is how she introduces her book on her website. Magic is the activation of codes of consciousness capable of collapsing time. These codes exist in all humans in a field of energy and power called the superconscious or the gold mind. When I read that, I had to read it more than once and I'm still not sure that I understand it. So she's clearly not for everyone. But guess what? The people who are her tribe, the people who understand what she's talking about, or like me, don't quite understand it, but are kind of intrigued by it, want to know more. Well, this kind of writing is like that Batman signal in the spotlight in Gotham City for them. They see it loud and clear. Does that make sense? On the other hand, Here's what the website of Amy Porterfield said. Full disclosure, I did her online course DCA last year. She is a very successful and much more well-known online businesswoman. And here's the first thing you read on her homepage. Hi, I'm Amy. I teach business owners, educators, and entrepreneurs the profitable action steps for building a highly engaged email list, creating online training courses, and using online marketing strategies to sell with ease. That is a very different kind of introduction than codes and magic, right? You can easily see that Amy probably attracts many, many, many more people because the way she presents herself is more expected. This is how we are used to people showing up and talking about themselves. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that there's some part of all of us that's weird. I know there's some part of me that's weird, maybe many parts, right? Even the most mainstream among us. Maybe you're an adrenaline junkie. Maybe you're studying Sanskrit or ancient Greek in your spare time. Maybe you make funky music when you think no one's paying attention. Whatever that part of you is, embrace it. It'll help you attract all those other linguists or musicians or scuba drivers who want to learn from you because they're attracted to who you are. It's kind of like traveling to a foreign place and meeting another tourist who went to the same school as you did back home. Suddenly you have this whole other language to converse in. You know, the same teachers. And when you say, oh, I used to pull all-nighters at Butler too, the other person knows that you're talking about the undergrad library. You don't have to explain it. But you'll never find each other if you don't talk about your school. 
you will just sit there and look around, wish you had someone to talk to, and the other person will be doing the same thing. But until one of you starts talking, you won't have the opportunity to make that connection. If, on the other hand, you showed up wearing a Columbia t-shirt, well then, everyone who's looking at you knows you have some connection to that school. There's a starting point. And as the business owner, as the source of authority, the onus is on you to wear that t-shirt. You can't sit around waiting for someone else to casually bring up which school they went to. That's incredibly inefficient, not to mention giving up your power to random strangers. So here's your assignment for this next week and the rest of your life should you choose to accept it. What are the codes around you that you are responding to? What are the weird little magic mushrooms that stand out to you that no one else notices? And I bet there are some. There are probably many. How do you create decals of your own? For your writing prompt, I want you to write an email to your list or a social media post about something weird about you as a human. If you're OCD about locking the front door, tell us a story about that. How did you get that way? Get your freak on. Don't diminish it. Don't try to blend in. I want you to stand out. And then tell me, did that post get a reaction? How did people react? Did you get any comments? Also, starting next week, I'm hosting a 25-day writing challenge for $25. So, buck a day. No brainer. It's for anyone who has a writing project that's stalled or stuck, needs some rocket fuel. I'll be holding space, providing guidance and motivation and accountability, along with some live Q&As and coaching on a private Facebook group. If you're interested, email me at cuttingchaistories at gmail.com. Until we meet next Thursday, tell me, what's the weirdest thing you would tell a stranger?